The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to Email Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we're going to do a deep dive into the most important tool in a marketer's toolkit, email. Each day this week, we're going to publish an episode that discusses what you need to know to optimize, scale, and de-risk your email marketing strategies. With us today is Tracy Sistilli, who is the head of marketing at SparkPost, which is a sponsor of the MarTech Podcast. SparkPost is the world's number one email sender and delivers over 37% of the world's B2C emails. Their unmatched data footprint, real-time alerts, and spam trap monitoring help their clients find and fix problems with their email outreach before they become an issue. Here's the first installment of Email Week where Tracy and I discuss the landscape of email as a marketing channel. Tracy, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you here. I'm excited to talk about email. Like I mentioned in the intro, it's one of the most important channels that a marketer has at their disposal. But before we get too far down the path talking about the landscape of email, tell us a little bit about your background and how you landed at SparkPost. I actually am one of those people that jumped from the dark side of IT and business operations into marketing about a little over 10 years ago. And I haven't turned back since. I wound up landing at SparkPost after about six or seven years of consulting at various companies like Cisco and CA and others, but I've been mostly in B2B my entire career. So you've worked at enterprise companies through the vast majority of your career with an operational background and a little bit of a technical background as well. And now you're working for a company that sends over 5 trillion emails a year. Tell us a little bit about SparkPost in the sense of the scale and scope and where it fits into the landscape of email providers. SparkPost is a cloud service that was built on our proprietary on-prem software, and we took that and put it in the AWS cloud. So we have been in business for over 10 plus years, and we have some of the world's largest vendors that use our platform to make sure that their messages get to the inbox. As a result of that, we send, as you said in the intro, close to 40% of the world's business email. So it's a pretty large chunk. There's a high volume of emails that you're sending, mostly for enterprise clients. You mentioned that you have some clients that are sending billions of emails, but everybody has access to email as a marketing channel. And what I want to do is just talk about the overall landscape of email. 
and getting into what's the difference between me working on a Google Apps platform to some of the enterprise tools to the relationships with ESP email service providers. Just walk us through the pillars of who is involved when you send an email from your desktop and what are the type of services it goes through before it gets to the receiver. Sure. I mean, there's one-to-one emails like you and I emailing each other. And then from a business perspective, there's one-to-many. And you can still make those one-to-many very personalized. And what the email service providers do is determine, A, if your content is relevant, does that person really want to receive your email? Are you really who you say you are that's sending it on behalf of the company? And then they decide where that goes. Are they going to deliver it? Are they going to put it into spam? Are they going to put it in the junk folder? Is it going to go in the promotions tab? Where is that going to go? And then from there, how does the end user really engage with it? So all of these different types of signals, all the email service providers out there especially the Gmails and Hotmails and the Yahoos, they look at that and they say, well, how is this person? What do they do when they get that email? Do they open it? Do they click on it? Do they move it directly into the promotions or junk folder? Do they trash it? And all those interactions are signals that they're looking at to determine whether or not you're actually emailing people that want to be emailed and who want to receive your message. And that is how that process works. So essentially, there's the Google, AOL, Yahoo, you know, your Google apps of the world when you're getting on the enterprise side of things, where you're sending an email and it is essentially going directly to another ISP, which is the receiver. And that receiving ISP then decides what happens with that email, whether it should be put into a spam folder, whether it should be delivered to the inbox, the promotions tab, all the different variety of things that can happen to an email. There is the enterprise-grade services. You mentioned that SparkPost is a cloud provider. Is SparkPost an ISP? Is it an email sender? Or is it a piece of middleware that one ISP then interacts with before the email is sent off to the receiving ISP? It's not really middleware. We are an email service provider, so we are the ESP. ESP, excuse me. And for companies and enterprises that send a lot of email, we send on their behalf. And those sends go to the ISP, and then the ISP determines in which mailbox to put that in. Part of the services that we provide as an ESP, and all ESPs sort of provide without getting into too much detail, is making sure that as a sender on the company's behalf, that you're following best practices for deliverability, that your IPs are warmed up and they can handle the spikes, that your email doesn't get throttled because one of the ISPs thinks that you are sending spam, even though you're not sending spam. So that's one of the things that ESPs do as a whole. The metaphor that comes into my mind with what you're describing is it's like the TSA (laughs) pre-check where I can go and I can wait in line for a half an hour and verify my identity with someone that the airports say, you've done a good job of vetting these people. We're going to let them go through with a minimal security check. So you have a higher probability of getting through the line faster and getting to your end destination because you have a relationship with this organization that the ISPs trust. Right. But in that scenario, the ISP is more like TSA and they let the mail through. We are the engine or the vehicle that basically took you to the airport and helped you get to the ISP in the first place. So you're the pre-check, you're the cart that drives you through the airport quickly and the airplane that gets you where you want to be going. Yeah. I'm killing this metaphor. Let's <laughs> let's move on and talk a little bit more about the volume of email and how important this is as a marketing channel. 
And I know that this is something that's probably difficult and you might not have all these stats on hand, but help me think about how big email is as an impact on each person in terms of their daily lives and how it works as a marketing channel. And before I sort of turn the mic over to you, I did a Google search and it says that there's 269 billion emails sent and received in 2017. It's obviously a very big and important channel for communications across the world and marketing. How do you at SparkPost think about email as a marketing channel and how big is it? So first, I think that stat, Ben, is probably per day because there's trillions sent per year. So I think it's a couple hundred billion per day that are sent. You're perfectly right. 269 billion emails were sent and received each day in 2017 is the stat I'm reading. Yeah, that sounds more like it. You know, I think as a channel, like each business person receives like 121 emails a day. I think it's something like that. And from our perspective, as a marketer, even email is one of the most important channels because it's all about breaking through that noise and sort of getting someone's attention to click on that email in the first place. And one, it has to land in the inbox. So that's the first starter. And then we have to grab their attention with a catchy subject line and then they need to open it. And then we hope they take some action. So it's a super important channel. It also has a really high ROI, one of the highest in terms of all marketing channels. So I view it as super important. Do you have a sense of the level of engagement You mentioned 120 emails. Is there any sense of how much time people are spending managing their inbox or how important is email in the average person's life? I think from a work perspective, a lot of people set up rules, right? Like some people only check their email once a day and some people check their email in the beginning of the day at the end of the day. Some people check their email throughout the day. So I think it's different. And because it's different, it's even more important to figure out how to send them the most relevant thing so that they will open the email when they are looking at your email. Yeah. When you think about the different types of emails that are sent, and let's exclude all the personal emails right now, but the business to consumer emails, let's put together a list of the different types of emails. And I think that when most people think about email as a marketing channel, probably the first thing that comes to mind is the newsletter. There are obviously a ton more types of emails that businesses are sending Give me a sense of what other types of emails and what are the classifications that you see being sent regularly? There are other marketing emails besides just newsletters, like webinar and event types of promotions and thought leadership pieces. But there are other people that are in an organization that send emails like the product folks, right? They're sending maybe a new product release or product training emails or account activation, password resets, that sort of thing. You think about your bank sending you an email and they'll send you your statement and you can click to log in to view more detail or your benefits with whoever your HR benefits holder is has sent you a message that you need to go in and update information or things like that. So there are lots of different types of emails and they usually fall into the marketing type versus transactional and triggered types of emails. One of the things that I've seen in a strategy that I've applied in my business and for consulting clients is trying to personalize my email as much as possible instead of sending the email newsletter. Nobody likes getting a newsletter, mostly if somebody hasn't subscribed, but there are some more lenient rules around sending personalized emails. Do you see that every salesperson on the planet is sending emails to someone who has not explicitly asked for that email? Help me think about the different types of emails outside of the one-to-many and the one-to-personal. There's the email outreach and the sales emails. Are you seeing more personalized email as a trend? Yeah, of course. I mean, I think about sales emails because I get hit with them all the time. 
a lot of the times I you tend to just your eye just definitely draws to when you see your name in a, in a subject line talking about something that you care about. Like I'm a huge Warriors fan, and I remember getting a sales email that really stood out to me because it was something about like the Warriors had just won the championship or something to that effect. And of course that grabbed my eye because I'm a huge Warriors fan. So to me, that salesperson really did their research. But the personalization goes beyond just the subject line that grabs the end user's attention, but it also, the content that's inside needs to really deliver. So it really needs to be personalized and helpful and relevant and informative to help either A, people do their job better or to get something accomplished that they want. And frankly, I kind of feel that way about all content, but in particularly email, because email is very time consuming to somebody when they're working. So the way that I think of the email outreach, personalization is obviously going to be very important. And to me, that is turning this into a marketing conversation, more of a lead gen activity, right? You're getting somebody through the top of the funnel. You're able to introduce yourself, your company, your brand, and start a conversation. When we get into things like your newsletters, where they are one-to-many communications, to me, that is mostly around content syndication. You're sending your content out to someone and trying to re-engage and educate them. When you get into the more transactional type emails, which is your bank statements or your password resets, your cart has been filled, your receipts... The transactional emails are more about your customer retention and helping people understand what is going on with their relationship with your products. Are there any other types of emails that I'm not thinking about? And what's wrong with sort of that dichotomy of breaking down the different types of emails that are being sent? Newsletters kind of fall into like a batch and blast, right? As opposed to when you're looking at transactional messages, usually the end user has taken some sort of action. They're expecting that email anyway. They're expecting like when they book a flight to get that email confirmation that they just paid for their flight, right? So they want to interact and open those emails and they want to receive them. And that's really the fundamental difference. Whereas instead of a batch and blast where you're shouting from the rooftop, the news that you have to say, it's more about them saying, doing, taking an action and then getting something in return and they're expecting it. So the engagement levels are much higher for those types of emails. Interesting. So essentially, there is your cold outreach, your lead generation. There is your newsletters, your one to many. And that's basically something that someone should be subscribing to. And then there is your triggered emails, which is your transactional where you're taking an activity and somebody is sending an email based on your activities. But keep in mind that lead generation is not via email because you already have their information. That's why how you were able to send them an email. When I think of marketing emails, it's more moving them through the stages of the funnel from an awareness to a consideration or an evaluation stage. And email helps do that, whether it is doing a batch and blast and letting them know about an event or a webinar or something that you have coming up or a thought leadership piece that you want to send them to help them do their job better or a sales outreach that's asking them if they want to set up a meeting. In either case, the focus there is more moving them through the funnel, whereas a transactional or a triggered message is really set forth by an action taken by the end recipient to get that email in the first place. And that keeps them coming back. They're already usually a customer of some sort, and it keeps them entirely engaged and gives them a positive user experience. And we know that when people feel happy, they tell others. So that's the whole point. Right. 
I like how you positioned it as an awareness driving activity, right? You're reaching someone at the top of the funnel with your email outreach. Those are your sales emails. If you're in a B2B model, your newsletters are primarily an education and something to try to drive consideration. And then your transactional emails, for the most part, when they are triggered emails, are about making sure that your customer understands what is happening with their relationship with the company. And to me, that is about getting them through the funnel, getting them to feel comfortable and secure so they get to the end of the funnel and then hopefully drive some virality as well. That's exactly right. All right. I think that's a fair way to describe email as a marketing channel and some of the different ways that people send emails. Um, We're going to get into more detail talking about ways that you can optimize your content, some of the data that you can look at to make sure that you're de-risking your email marketing strategies. And that's all coming up in the rest of Email Week on the MarTech Podcast. So that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Tracy for joining us. If you'd like to learn more of Tracy's tips for building an effective email strategy, we're going to publish an episode every day this week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning when we discuss how to optimize your email content. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to get in touch with Tracy, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can send her a tweet where her handle is Tracy Sestili, T-R-A-C-Y-S-E-S-T-I-L-I, or you can visit her company's website, which is sparkpost.com. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, don't worry about it. We've got you covered. Just head over to martechpod.com, where we have summaries and transcripts for all of our episodes. And if you're a subscriber to the MarTech Podcast, thanks for being a member of our community. We always want to hear from you, so we built benjshap.com slash question, where you can submit your questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P, on Twitter and LinkedIn. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a weekly stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, in addition to the rest of email week, we've got great episodes lined up every day for the rest of the month. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.